Hi everybody, I'm Maya. I'm Melissa. And I'm Olivia. And we're here to take you back to your Twilight, Twilight phase. Good job. Welcome back, fam, friends, nemeses. Yeah, we're, we're, we're back in New Moon now. Sorry, yeah, we no still more have New Moon to time. talk about. We'll never talk about it ever again. It was so fun to pick up New Moon and be like, oh yeah, Bella's voice. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, oh yeah, and we're just still a miserable e-boy. <laughs> Has not changed at all going from how many, 424 pages from the end of Midnight Sun, he's exactly the same. I mean, it was like, oh, my friend From again. Midnight Sun. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, because Edward's like feelings in, like throughout Midnight Sun are the exact same as we don't even need I these gotcha. 424 I gotcha. pages right. that we Edward's read ahead of the time. Spot. <laughs> yeah. So we have, I believe, some listener email to discuss. That indeed we do. We have a cool question from Julia that I wanted to bring up. Hey, Julia. Um, Julia, thank you. <laughs> she, okay, so she's been reading Midnight Sun. Great and she's thinking through. She was also, you know, um, thinking about the connections between Midnight Sun and Twilight. And she asked, well, "Isn't that how necessary?" <laughs> sorry, Midnight Sun and Moon. <laughs> it's like the whole thing. Like the, the connection there. Midnight. I was like, "All right, okay, keep going." <laughs> I don't know if you guys notice some parallels between these two narratives. Um. I don't know. They seem very disconnected to me. <laughs> very different things happening. Okay, anyways, how necessary are Eclipse and Breaking Dawn? Um, I love this question because I think the answer is not. Not at all. Necessary. <laughs> um, I think New Moon very easily could just be wrapped up. It's like, oh, they're together now. The yeah. end. Yeah. Like the whole, I don't know, conflict of the series could easily be Edward thinks that he's gonna damn Bella and you know what the journey is that he realizes that their lives are worth living even if they are dead that or could like, be the whole conflict you know realizing that Bella has agency in her own life exactly. and Bella deciding for herself exactly it reminds me very strongly of the end of the Hunger Games when we like see Katniss grown up and like she's married Fuck and she has epilogues and I like, hate epilogues like we just we just want you to know that there's a happily ever after and i think that the way suzanne collins does it um is better than stephanie meyer because suzanne collins uh is a master and i will never say anything against her unless she betrays <laughs> us the way jk rowling did but right maybe it'll never happen like maybe it'll okay well no I we have to expect one. that she's a problematic person that's just where we're at now Everyone's probably hey, but maybe it'll stay in private and we'll I mean, never have to know about it. <laughs> yeah, That's but all I want. I know yeah. you're not all perfect. Just don't tell me about the I don't know. things. I don't think I will be betrayed any more than when, when JK Rowling betrayed me. So Oh, that's the ultimate. That was yeah. the yeah, so really, no. anyone else doing it can't hold. So like like yeah, you're all fucked up and I know it. So like let's <laughs> move on. This is like such a perfect like encapsulation of Melissa. Like I was hurt once, therefore I trust no one. <laughs> yeah, I talked about that in I therapy this week. Just love how often we psychoanalyze Melissa. <laughs> it just happens all the time. When like Olivia and I are like just as ripe for psychoanalysis. Oh, yes. oh yeah, they're, that's just kidding. That's what it is. Just as fucked up as I am, y'all. I'm just willing to explore it openly. Yeah, okay. Anyway, point I was making is that it feels very like early 2000s to me to like end your long series with like, and look, they grew up. And you know the story is done because now they're adults. Now they're adults and you won't get any. Okay, now they else. have children which happens in all of these stories, the epilogue or just the fourth book because stuff. Remember when we did is. that with Peter Pan? You have a child and then everything's done and nothing else interesting ever happens to you and the story's over. over. 
Right. Wendy yeah. grew up and she had a kid and then her kid went off with Peter Pan. So actually, yeah. Wendy, you meant Jack shit. Guess what? You didn't matter. Oh, that's so sad. This is a very positive episode so and far. You know what? We kind of do it again with Jake and Renesme. You know what, Bella? Right. Get out. I'll take your daughter. Okay, hang on, hang on. Here's my argument. Breaking <laughs> Dawn, not necessary. Eclipse does add something to the canon. We really open up the vampire world a lot with like the young vampire army. We get to see more of the Volturi and Bella makes this decision between Edward and Jacob. If the series ended at the end of New Moon and it was like they'd just broken up and gotten back together and it's like they're together now. It's done. I don't know if that would be as satisfying to me as like okay they're together now and also we see them like go through a trial and test their new relationship right that's a great point i think the unnecessary one is new moon because as i said when we first started this book it's just like suspended animation for the whole book and all of the problems at the beginning of new moon are the same as the problems at the end of new moon and usually the like part where the main couple breaks up and they're both sad like it's a montage for a reason right like we could have really and made instead, new moon, like, the climax of like or not even the climax like the prologue of one book you know just kind of like right like they you, broke you up for a while it. they had to figure some shit out right we and got i don't months. have to read about it for 400 pages exactly <laughs> it's um amy schumer's train wreck when amy schumer and bill Hader break up and she like goes to that little like pond in central park and just kind of like looks at the boats <laughs> oh, that was, i liked that movie i love that movie um but yeah i mean i think i will agree more about eclipse being necessary when i remember what it's about what happened <laughs> julia also mentioned that she might be lumping together eclipse and breaking dawn because what even happens about Eclipse? <laughs> the tent. The tent is all I remember about Eclipse. <laughs> Me too. There's rising tension. I remember a lot of fighting and I remember the tent. Yeah, I mean the tent the is the pivotal moment. Maya's really offended. Maya remembers everything about Eclipse. <laughs> Did you hear my joke? We heard it just wasn't that good. <laughs> it was really good. Anyway. <laughs> I'm sure that I've also forgotten most of Eclipse. I just remember that the overall plot is that there's a baby vampire army and like they're worried about the Volturi coming. I forgot about the baby army entirely. Like you mentioned it in this podcast. Olivia looks so confused. What? They're not literally babies. They're just newborn newborns, right? Okay, cool, 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 cool. cool. I was like, wait, no, Renezme is the baby vampire that everybody's mad about. I remember that part. Let's think. If if there were an infant, a human infant, that was bitten and turned into a vampire, would it, like, gain the ability to walk? Could it talk? I don't know. Could it? Yeah, would it? Oh, I guess it, its brain wouldn't develop any further. What no, its brain like? would not develop, but it would, it depends. I think if it was <laughs> completely nonverbal, it would never learn how to talk, because a lot of it is brain development. Yeah, but also vampires are right. Their brains are like perfected. Yeah, right. They're, they're the so perfect special. version, but, right, of us. But so. Edward is like emotionally seventeen, so it right. doesn't. Stephanie did drill your entire brain. It just we makes don't... it run really fast. So <laughs> my brain is just really fast. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, I'm a vampire. I do everything really fast. <laughs> I count bugs quickly. Like, we're told, like, all the vampires are just so beautiful and, like, attractive. Like, it would be the cutest baby you'd ever see in your whole entire life. (laughs) Yeah, like, what would this baby look like? People (laughs) would jump off of cliffs for this baby. But also, it would be, like, crawling around biting people's ankles. Like, how would it feed it? Like, how fast would it crawl? (laughs) I hate this so much. We must move on. I don't like it. Okay. Um, I would like to move on to our next listener email. Great. Um, Thank you, Julia. Our, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> our, 
our good friend Eric has written in and we just wanted to share. Um, Go. Hey, Eric. Eric, you can't okay. help but I'm posing in a way that celebrates you. <laughs> We're voguing. Um, Eric also <laughs> read Midnight Sun and said, I was hoping we would get justice for Angela and we did. Screw yeah. this Rosalie, screw all Mike Newtons, and especially screw this Jessica. Angela yeah, from really. chapter one is pure of mind and heart and too good for this girl. Right, yes, there are definitely yeah, that's good that's people everything. and there are bad people in Midnight Sun. There are no in-betweens. That really right. is like Stephanie Meyer's worldview. Like you are catty and awful or you are true and right. good. Okay, you are pure or you're rotten to the goddamn core. It's really how she thinks about Edward, too. Like, everything is black and white like that. Like, you're yep. either a good vampire or you're a bad vampire, and your eyes change color to prove it. And is this a Mormon thing, do we think? It's, we it's a little Christian, the, like, good and evil, like, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know, not really having... It feels a bit Catholic to me, but... Any in-between and... There's evil and there's we do drink Jesus devils blood. and there's angels. Oh yeah, maybe uh, vampires my, are just Catholics. One of my favorite Tumblr posts ever is the one that's like, <laughs> uh, vampires and Catholics really have way more in common than they think they do. Vampires can drink anybody's blood, and Catholics say you can only drink one specific person's blood. <laughs> I have never. I went to Catholic school and I've never had a religion teacher successfully explain to me how transubstantiation, which is how I think, if I remember correctly, how the like host and wine become the blood and body of Jesus, literally, oh. even though like with your <laughs> eyes, it is not. You're staring at it. It's like, wine. It is literally the blood and body of Jesus, how that's not cannibalism. Literally. Every Catholic is a vampire. They're only, they only hate vampires because vampires are so indiscriminate about what they're thinking. Yeah, they're like, my, yeah, It's my favorite joke need, ever. I don't need just Jesus's blood. It's like that thing where people are like, I can, I think it's from community. Someone is like, I can excuse the racism, but I draw the line at animal cruelty. <laughs> animal cruelty. <laughs> like, you can excuse racism? <laughs> That's also a good joke. <laughs> what? <laughs> racist podcast <laughs> we cannot excuse racism but we can get to this chapter that's called race oh, yeah I, I think that I say that we can excuse animal cruelty <laughs> we do excuse animal cruelty on this podcast because they like <laughs> run around just like indiscriminately eating from the forest yeah 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 edward did some very irresponsible hunting in yep Oh yeah, yeah, we're gonna catch that. Don't worry. Alice was like, "Treat yourself." <laughs> <laughs> I can't okay. wait. I think Who's... that it might be my turn, and I think that I can do a good job, even though I didn't prepare. Okay, I'm ready. I believe in you. I really do. Okay, but I will grade you badly. It's bad, but like, okay, I well, think it's you gonna can do be it. good, so I'm not worried. <laughs> So we read chapters 19 and 20 in 19, Race. They are traveling to Italy to stop Edward from getting killed by the Voltori. All they do is travel. Alice looks to the future. Bella sits and is worried. Chapter 20, Volterra. They get there. Uh, traffic is bad. So Bella <laughs> runs ahead. Uh, she gets to Edward. He's like, wow, I'm dead. That was quick. And she was like, no, you're not dead. Um, <laughs> and the Volturi show up and they're like, let's go have a little talk. And Edward's like, no. And they're like, yes. And he's like, no. And they're like, here we go. And he's like, okay. And they, they go. Yeah. A 10 out of 10 on that. Yeah, like, yeah, that's exactly what happened. Wow. I, I give you a solid 9.8. Wow, I'm going to take it because I know that's from Melissa just you that's like better. a 15. <laughs> yeah, that's just you being stubborn. That's a 10. Never stubborn. You know, it didn't have all of my usual flair, but also it was probably like it a had a lot of it. Very so. snappy. Great job. Yeah, no, I appreciated the energy and I really felt you in it. 
Thank you. Oh, You're welcome. Really so we jump that. right into Alice having visions, which again, the timing with Midnight Sun, quite incredible. Truly Edward, the entire chapter of race, I, th- I feel like happens in Midnight Sun, does it not? Because <laughs> just like traveling quickly right. with waiting visions. for somebody to make a decision <laughs> things are changing rapidly a car chase a car ch- I, truly the whole oh i found a really fast car with this turbo engine and i was like jesus oh, yeah. this is li- we're literally we got the same it, it happened again whatever yeah the, the climax is the same except from their opposite perspective. yeah their opposite perfected <laughs> So Stephanie Meyer was, didn't think anyone was ever gonna get New Moon. <laughs> she thought she could Midnight get Sun. Sorry, that's right. Midnight Sun. I keep doing it too. Oh my god! This, you this guys. is the rest of our life. Okay, oh, I just wanted to point out that Edward keeps changing his mind, and so she keeps seeing flickering futures. And one of them involves a killing spree through the city to get the Volturi to kill him. And Edward would never. Yeah, I can't. What? Like, he was, like, so conflicted through those 600 pages of Midnight Sun, and there's no way he would and ever that was one person. multiple people for no reason. Right. He got his elixir woman in the same room as him, and he decided not to kill 20 high school students. Right, because there was too many innocents. Right? We decided that ultimately, who the fuck cares about them? But Edward did. Edward decided he cared about them. So, no. Like, we're told that you have to make a decision for Alice to see you, but the reality on the page is that all you have to do is consider something. Think it. You just have to think it. That's yeah. true. I just like, huh? Maybe that? Nope. Like, later, she's like, the Volturi are deliberating right now, so I'm like seeing too many different futures. I, I don't know. And I'm like, they're not deciding and changing their minds. Right. Like, they're considering one, mostly. Right. They're like, this is what we're probably going to do. That's how you make decisions. And then, like, yeah. sometimes it, sees, it seems like she can't see accidents. But if she can't see accidents and she can't see decisions, then she can't see anything. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> Everything is a decision or it's an accident. So I don't Olivia, know. you just blew up the whole series. Why are we even here? <laughs> End of the pod. <laughs> it's done. We're cooked. I want to pose a question to you guys. Have you ever heard of planes having phones? <laughs> yes. That's a very specific point in time. Very specific. When I was mostly it? Apparently it was 2005. This. I underlined this specifically so I could point out once again that Stephanie Meyer continues to know absolutely nothing about planes and airports. because There were very briefly. There also, were definitely phones on planes. I doubt that it was when she was writing this book. And like, is it just like first class? Is it every seat? How did this no, work? No, it was absolutely not every seat. I rode planes. Where is this line? Where is this line? Oh, okay. Um, 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 it's on 425. I underlined it. Alice lifted the phone on the back of the seat in front of her before we'd stopped climbing turning her back on the stewardess. I wrote, wow, remember? (laughs) No, because I never rode a plane with a phone on it. I wrote, the car phones of the sky? (laughs) (laughs) This was definitely a thing. I can't confirm that it was 2005, but this was a thing. Listeners, if you are older than us and also (laughs) well-traveled, tell us. Yeah, let us know. Actually, actually, hold on. Hey, Becky. (laughs) <laughs> you ride a plane that had a phone on it? <laughs> you know, like on the back of the seat. Yeah, like a... Oh, you you have? See? I didn't say it wasn't What year thing. was it? What year was it back then? What year was it? Like a phone. <laughs> on the back of the seat. <laughs> no, she says no. Aww. Right, yeah, you, there, yeah, there's definitely like those, but not like you can talk to someone off of the plane. Yeah, and you're... She's older than me, so. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I, was, I was about to say how much older than me, but I'm not going to do that. Um, I thought you were going to call her well-traveled, but you didn't do that either. <laughs> she is well-traveled. Becky's very well-traveled, so she would know. That sounds nice. So the whole time, Bella is like, I don't understand why Edward feels so guilty 
that he would go and do this when like he doesn't want me anyway and like she is normally genuinely really perceptive but she's not putting any pieces together here like truly this well it's because the only times i think that she has holes in her great perception is when it involves like her own self yeah she has low self-esteem Yeah. Which I think it's her the case for all of us. Because when the really obvious A to B decision is like, oh, it's because they love me. She like can't make the loop. She reminds She's me of um, one time on my birthday, I went to my grandparents' house and we like walked through the door into the entryway and there was like a bike, the perfect size for a girl my age, <laughs> brand new with tassels on it. And immediately I was like, that can't, there's got to be some other little girl coming over here. I just like ignored the bike. I was like, that can't be for me. Oh, I wish it was. Wow, I I would have had the complete opposite. I've been like, like, yes, bike. The bike is this? It's mine now. (laughs) Um, We also learn that the Volturi has a guard that they choose for their like special powers. And like, here's what I want to know. Why does the Volturi need this guard? Alice is like, well, they've ruled Volterra for so long. What does that entail? Like, really don't know. I mean, they seem to do a lot of punishing people. I think it's about power and it's about control. Everything what is does about power. Controlling Volterra mean like, are they influencing local elections? I like, bet. I'm sure it's a symbolic thing, you know, like the Pope and whatever. <laughs> The Vatican, yeah, you Catholic, yeah. <laughs> Catholics are vampires. I just think, I mean, it's not really about Volterra. I think it's like that's just like their home, so they're territorial about it. Yeah, and then they have a bunch of people to do whatever they want their people to do. I to, like go and do things in other places. I understand that. I just don't understand like the focus around Volterra they say that like right Arrow hasn't left Volterra ever that's like they're lazy thousand years <laughs> but like if you're three thousand years old how you'd think you'd want to go you get yeah so well, that's just Stephanie being a dum-dum <laughs> <laughs> yeah I do sometimes feel like Stephanie does not think through immortal life <laughs> not at all absolutely not 3,000 like, years old and he's never left this? How, 3, how big do we think years this? How big do we old. think this city is? <laughs> 3,000 years is long enough to get bored of the Earth. Yeah. You're like, I'm on the first flight to Mars. <laughs> right? Shoot me into space. I don't need to breathe. <laughs> I'll land someplace eventually. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, wait, why have we not explored vampires in space yet? <laughs> I mean, they'd It'd have hard to, to expose to themselves, and then the Volturi would come kill them. Eventually, well, there's nothing to eat out there. But That's I mean, like true. to like become an astronaut, like to tell NASA, "I want to be an astronaut," and you go to your first physical, and they're like, "You're dead." <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sure you know that vampires are so smart they can come up with a way to launch themselves into space. <laughs> I mean, they have 3,000 so years. They can figure anything out. <laughs> All they, they can just jump, jump up. <laughs> That's true. They might just be able to jump. <laughs> well, wasn't it Midnight Sun Edward said that they'd, like, been underwater for, like, days or well, something? They, can, yeah, they don't have to breathe. They yeah, literally so don't like, have no reason to breathe. <laughs> One, I was very mad that we had never explored just vampires that live underwater. We, we definitely not? have. We've definitely talked about that because there's a whole thing about how they don't breathe and Carlisle swam the channel and like we you just hang out underwater and underwater why wouldn't you live underwater? Vampire Atlantis. Exactly. Vampire mermaid crossover. Vampire mermaid crossover. Oh my god, you're yes. printing money. <laughs> you are printing money. What if we just have a series of vampires in all the environments that people would not be able to live in? Oh my gosh. I'm well, about they to wouldn't take go this. there because then they die. <laughs> they need something to eat. Well, we'll figure that part out, but I'm just saying, yo, like there's probably like vampires living on three layers under the earth's crust. What would they be doing down there? Why would they do that? What the fuck are they doing here? <laughs> <laughs> They're doing the same shit. 
going to high school, <laughs> just being in love with the same person literally forever. I imagine three layers below the Earth's crust is way more exciting than the top of it, so. I wonder if there's a vampire that swam, like, way out and deep into the ocean and, like, got kind of turned around, and then with the currents, like, <laughs> they're still, like, human size, like, the currents right, will right. push them where they will, unless they're, like, actively swimming against it and they don't know what direction to go, and they're just, like, starving, and they've been down there for, like, 400 years, just, like, I don't know which direction, I think I'm going <laughs> straight, I'm not sure, that's funny. <laughs> Then they could be rescued by a mermaid. <laughs> oh my god, wow. Um, there's just definitely vampires that have explored like the deepest parts of the earth because we aren't able to. And why don't we discover about some that? cool stuff? Yeah. 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 Let's let's talk about that. So then Alice drops the news that she's like, you know, I really didn't expect this whole breakup thing to go on so long. Like at this point, I might as well change you into a vampire. And Bella's like, do it, do it. But now I, I dare you, you won't. And she's Please. like, Bella, we're busy right now. She's Edward like, can't um, ignore me if I'm a vampire. She, would take she was like, long. I would follow him around. It would take three days. And we're near all these people. And it would take three days. Right. She's like, oh, okay, I guess. But she's like, now she's like totally forgotten about the fact that Edward supposedly doesn't want her anymore and whatever. She's like, yo, bang me into a vampire and I'll just follow him around. And you know what? He'll have to deal with it. Like, it's fine. She literally <laughs> says, Edward could run after his distractions all he wanted and I could follow. I wouldn't let him be distracted. Maybe when I was beautiful and strong, he wouldn't want distractions. So Aww. she's like, if he is distracted, that's okay. I'll just be there. But like, there's a chance he'd be into me. Either one, I'll take it. Right. Bella has learned nothing from their breakup. She has not gone through that phase where you're like, you know what? He was a piece of shit. And no. I am a boss, badass bitch, independent woman. She almost got there. there. When she was what? like, why do I have to keep my mind to the goddamn bargain when he ain't? I'm gonna yeah. jump off a cliff. That's as but close was, as she got. Yeah. But she was right. still really into him the whole time. Oh, yeah. I have I a mean, question. The whole point of it was to see him, so. Okay, so it's very obvious that, like, she thinks that, like, nothing will change after she saves Edward if it works. He's still not gonna want to be with her unless she becomes a vampire. Maybe then he'd be into her. Why does she think that he's killing himself? The guilt. Yeah. It doesn't track, totally, but it that's what track. she says. Yeah. The guilt of her being dead? Yeah. yeah. Because he thinks what? that she killed herself because... Of him. Of him. What a conceited thing to think. How does he know that it's because of him? He's been away for months. <laughs> I guess we know from Midnight Sun. None of this We know makes from Midnight sense. Sun that he knew that she was going to be miserable, but I also don't really understand why Alice didn't know that she was going to be miserable for so long. None of it makes sense. You would think that, because like Bella clearly doesn't really understand what's going on. You would think that Alice would be like, look, he has been in love with you this whole time, but only broke up with you to try to save your life, and it was never gonna work. <laughs> and now that's why all this is going on, because he's so sad that you're dead. And they'd have to go through the whole thing where Bella's like, no, I don't believe you. But what happens instead is Alice seems to think that Bella does know what's going on. Yeah. Like, at one point, Bella's like, but, like, why would he do this? Like, I was going to die sometime. And Alice right. is like, well, he never planned to live without you. Like, Alice, can you just, like, communicate, like, a little more right. clearly? We'll just, I know, just a tiny bit more. Yeah. Listen, all YA novels hinge on the fact that no one communicates with each other. This is true. So. It's true. I mean, to all the boys I loved before, that <laughs> Lara Jean Covey is so good at communicating and she writes these <laughs> beautiful letters exactly that she say a lot to the people who get this and chaos <laughs> ensued so um again all this hinges on edward being uber dramatic, dramatic the only reason yes. that this whole plan works is because oh well first of all he wouldn't want to disappoint carlisle so like 
they're very sure that he's not going to murder anybody because duh and also he's going to wait until the sun is exactly overhead before he walks out and sparkles you don't need noonday sun it happens in any of the sun (laughs) the most eddie boy like why wait till noon kid why are you standing there watching your watch for no reason I started Googling, like, what latitude is Altera? <laughs> like, would the sun actually be overhead directly I know. on this Definitely day? Definitely not. Like, what would the angle of the sun be? <laughs> oh I didn't get that far. I was like, this is a waste of my time, so I'm going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, the only reason that because it no is matter, because Edward is dramatic. <laughs> yeah, no matter what the answer is, it's not a good enough reason. <laughs> No, he just needs those 12 times exactly before he takes a single step out into direct sunlight. Not even indirect, because it's right, it's literally right here. He's like, it's good to be true to yourself. Yeah, especially right before you die. Yeah, to the very end. So chapter 20, Volterra. Traffic is bad. It's a festival day. Traffic is bad. They can't get that close, so Bella's got to get out of the car and run. Yeah, I yeah, wait. I read this chapter one million times as a teenager. <laughs> oh, yeah. As a te- Really? This one where she runs uh-huh. through the crowd? Uh-huh. Yeah. Interesting. The yearning, the desperation. As I was yeah. reading, I, like, knew what happened this time, but I was like, this is so tense. Literally. It is good. Five weeks ago or whatever, when I read this all very quickly, I <laughs> went it. back and reread this goddamn chapter. <laughs> Re-reread it? You re-reread yeah, this chapter? I re-read, re- I re-read, wow. re-reread, oh, double whatever. re-read. <laughs> <laughs> I read it multiple times. <laughs> um, There is really good description in here. Um, It's this festival honestly i had kind of forgotten the detail of the festival which is a really great detail it's the vampire festival because father marcus which is just marcus from the volturi who's still there you know like a million years ago drove out all the vampires and started all the rumors about vampires it's a little neat but like in a cute way yeah wait this isn't a real this is not a real holiday right Oh, I doubt it. Voltaire is a real place, right. but she that's found it by is, accident. I that see the thing is with Twilight, it's like okay, half these all, actually all the places are real, like La Push, Forks, Voltaire. Okay, but is this a real holiday? I think they do it now. It's gonna be. Oh, I'm sure they do it now. Wait, maybe. I wonder how big Twilight got in Italy. It was a worldwide I mean, phenomenon. Yeah, it was so. worldwide. <laughs> oh, here we go. New Moon, St. Marcus Day. Is it real? Is it? Oh my gosh. This is probably in the guide. Why don't we read the guide? You, oh my gosh, you guys, I bought the guide. I, I got the <gasps> ebook. I felt so bad, like, buying it from, like, a used retailer and, like, having it shipped. I don't... The environmental impact of shipping this book isn't sitting right with me for some reason. I order other things all the time, so I don't know why I felt bad about that, but I did. But then I was like, I could get an ebook. So I bought the ebook. I haven't started it yet, but I'm really excited. To everyone that wrote in about the guide, CJ, you are a real one. Thank you for inspiring (laughs) me. Um, I mean, I still don't own it, um, so continue to tell me things that are in it. Oh, yeah. Please keep writing it. We like the attention. <laughs> uh, I just like people telling me the things I need to know instead of having to look them up myself. Um, I'm going to keep going while Olivia looks this up. It seems to be a bit of a hybrid. Um, this website, Winter Solstice Now, um, <laughs> connects it to the not festival, like- St. Mark's Day. Um, but that's in April. Your face is just like zoomed, <laughs> super like, close to close up, and you're the font got... is really small on this website. Okay, you just have like your detective face on. Like, <laughs> Man, I don't. <laughs> I don't really understand the connection here because 
St. Mark's is already just stealing Ostera, which is a pagan holiday, which lines up with like Let's Easter, go sort of. Um, so I don't really understand what the connection is besides that it's St. Mark and markets. There so might not really little, be one. Yeah, good to know though. I, I we'll think she it. mostly made it up. Okay, but this holiday is supposed to be a vampire holiday, so like LOL. There's this right. really so amazing everybody's image. Everybody's wearing red and like fake vampire things. Fake things. Yeah, Bella's running and there's like a child on a man's shoulders like smiling down really big with these like plastic fangs and like, you know, he's all in red. And I had that image in my head from the very first time that I read this. Like occasionally I'll think about That's that. Good. Obviously I can't really picture it because as we know, I can't picture things, but I can imagine <laughs> picturing it. And just like the image of this kid, like where where Bella is like having this super yeah. heightened moment where she's like, I know that I will probably die here. It's just yeah, like, Bella thinks writing. she's gonna die. Like Alice thinks Alice has indicated that Bella is likely going to die. Like and she's happy about it. it. I mean, yeah, Bella's she's hoping fine. that if anything, she'll become a vampire. She's down with it. Yeah. She's like, best case scenario, I become a vampire. Um, second best case scenario, Edward lives and we leave here together. But then I know we'll have to go our separate ways, which is bad. Um, third, if they do kill Edward, they'll go ahead and kill me. So that'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, uh, you know, very and also, Julia. you know, we, right. So what, we die. Whatever. Whatever. Um, the second down. thing from this chapter that is iconic in my memory, there are three main ones, is Bella is running through the square and there's like a big fountain yep. and she like jumps into it to cross the square faster and as she's jumping she hits her shins and I <laughs> just think about how much that must have fucking hurt to hit your shins against concrete at speed? <laughs> Damn. Damn, Bella. I mean, I think about how much it would have hurt for her to run into Edward at full speed, but like, we it don't hurts. And whatever. She's probably used to that. I mean, she's like, whatever. I'm a, in love and I'm trying to, like, I don't know, save the person I love. What is pain? <laughs> I definitely matter. feel like, yeah, I slammed into him so hard that the force would have hurled me to the ground if his arms hadn't caught me and held me up. It well, knocked my breath like out of me and snapped my head back. It's it's a hard impact. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good. No, <laughs> he like doesn't move. No. <laughs> um. What were your other ones? The final or? one is a little family of four stood nearest yeah. to the alley's mouth. To the two girls wore crimson dresses with matching ribbons. The father wasn't tall. Like the mother looked like this, and they at one point talked to a cop. Like something kind of suspicious <laughs> is going on over there. And there's this, like, tension where it's, like, Bella, a part of her mind, even though she's, like, so overwhelmed with being with Edward again, is kind of focused on, like, I don't want that family to come over here. If they get involved, the Volturi won't let them live. Bella doesn't say this explicitly, but that's the tension. And I have read multiple fan fictions about this little family. <laughs> oh, my God. Get out normally from the perspective of like the youngest daughter if I remember correctly Definitely. yeah because she's right. the one who knows that something weird is happening she's yeah I mean yeah definitely the part where Bella sees Edward and he's like preparing to step out she's calling his name like dramatic soaking wet from the fountain I mean, I, I read this. Concerned. Yeah, I read this part a billion times. For oh, sure. The drama of it. Yeah, it was we so dramatic. Glimpse him again. Yeah. Right? And she's and, you know, like, and he it can't was even never... believe it's her. He's just yeah. like, what? This isn't real. I'm, I've died and I've gone to heaven. He literally That's thinks what this that he's is. dead. Yeah. And he opens his eyes and says, amazing. Carlisle mm -hmm. was right. Mm -hmm. which I guess means that he is in heaven instead of in hell I assume and that he has a soul that he woke back up at all I guess as Carlisle was right 
Exactly. You know what? I and can't believe how quick it was. I didn't feel a thing. They're very good, which means he thinks that the bold story killed him so fast that he didn't even notice. Just you describing right. it gave that. me chills again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's this just so such good. a good dramatic and then, scene. And then he says, death that hath sucked the honey of thy breath hath had no power yet upon thy beauty. He murmured, and I recognized the line spoken by Romeo in the tomb. Like, he thinks he's dead, and he's still like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we know from Midnight Sun that he thinks all humans are, like, really lumpy and just, like, all pores. And he's like, <laughs> she's stunning. <laughs> Truly, though, all of this tracks then for like Edward is the most consistent character of the series, I think. It's true. <laughs> it's and then she's like, I'm not dead. And he's like, What? <laughs> he's like, he's like, what was that? That's my favorite, si- my favorite yeah. line. I picked it as my best. <laughs> what was that? It's my yeah, favorite was, line. I picked that? it as my best. Oh. Well. <laughs> what was she's that? Like, I'm not dead, and neither are you. Please, Edward, we have to move. They can't be far away. I struggled in his arms, and his brow furrowed in confusion. What was that? He asked politely. He asked politely. Like, the, like, gently inquisitive tone. He's dead, and he's with Bella in heaven, and he's like, just ask her politely what she thinks is going on. Because he thinks Bella's dead also. You can just, like, see, like, the little, like, cock of his head. Like, what What was that? And also, like, he heard her perfectly with his special vampire ears. (laughs) So then they're both, like, uber so happy to be with each other, but neither of them will, like, I don't know, they're just sort of pretending everything is normal. It's a kind of a weird reunion, because he thinks he's dead, and Bella knows that they're in immediate danger. Yeah, but, like, because the danger happens so immediately, right, they can't address anything. No, no, it's not like, wait, you're alive, like, wait, you're alive. Wait, do you honestly, like it's brilliant because then we get these whole fraught <gasps> so minute chapters of you know them being clearly in love with each other but haven't said it yet, and, and they're on the brink of death. He's like holding her, kissing <laughs> her hair, and Bella's like, "This was just to keep me from screaming, but it's okay. I could pretend that he could still love me the way I still loved him." And I'm like, "He's done." They literally, they're like, these are our last moments together. I'm just going to, like, touch her lips. And I'm like, yeah, you fucking touch her lips, brah. That's what I'm here for. It's, uh, it's I so can't. good. It's so dramatic and it's so palpable. I can't handle it. It's palpable is a perfect word. Yeah. Like, I feel it in my body. <laughs> right. Like, I can't breathe. I'm, I'm gone entirely. <laughs> It yeah, really this, speaks to like how this probably didn't teach us like great things about relationships. Oh, absolutely or, like, not. Absolutely what desire not. should look like a healthy like give and take. Because okay, we're just literally, like, oh, they're not communicating yet. Oh, <laughs> kill me. So I I underlined because I was like, we do have to talk about how this is problematic. She says, you know, like in the last seven months meant nothing. His words in the forest meant nothing, and it did not matter if he did not want me. I'm like, actually, all of these things matter a great deal. (laughs) And then even on the next page, he says, it was like there had never been any hole in my chest at all. I was perfect again. And I was like, girlfriend, nothing technically has changed He hasn't even, yeah, he hasn't apologized. (laughs) I was like, you're you're in proximity to him. You're in proximity. That's the only thing that's that's changed. At least I could be with him again before I died. That was better than a long life. <laughs> yeah. Papa, no, it's not. Yeah. While we love these scenes um, coming up, and I reread them even five weeks ago multiple times, <laughs> let's acknowledge uh, all the problems are still there. They still okay, but that, means, that means that she's good at action. Like, I don't really think of her as an action writer. 
But like That's you because... reread this chapter where oh, like yeah. there's a lot of tension and a lot mm-hmm. of suspense and like the yearning is heightened because things are actually happening instead right. of them just talking to each other. I like scoured for all the instances that they touched each other. And in an action book or an action moving, you you know, the action's ongoing. But the plot in Stephanie's books don't pick up until the very end. <laughs> so she's an action writer that gets to write like two scenes per book. Right. right that's what I mean like I don't think of her that way because she doesn't write very much of it but it turns out she's she's good, good at, it. at it maybe there's more action in the host y'all who've read and the host tell us tell us if there's more action in there I also feel like this chapter is like genuinely better written than some other chapters like yeah. there's just a lot Agreed. more like evocative sentences like I have multiple best sentence options this week when Some great like happen? sensory details. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like very mm-hmm. atmospheric. And it, I think that's kind of surprising because I think when you're writing action, it's almost easier to let those things go and like get wrapped up in like where right. people are and like bing bam boom. And forget to do that stuff. But she's better at it here. This is where she shines. Yeah, it's it's honestly just it's really great to see. So the way this wraps up is the Volturi show up and um, Edward is like trying to weasel his way out, or at least for Bella, but Jane Definitely is Bella. there. And right. Jane has like a power that we don't right. know about yet. So right. even though she looks like a little girl. Yeah, she's teensy. Um, so they all have to like go with the Volturi through this tunnel. Um, Down and into the you sewers. get into it, yeah, like through like a sewer grate. And I just want to talk about this for a second because Alice goes down first and then Edward kind of like drops Bella down into the hole. I was just imagining this from Edward's perspective. If we got like an Edward new moon, we would get like 12 pages about like, it was dark, but of course not dark to my special vampire eyes. I could see (laughs) every single glistening drop of moistness on the cave wall. I could smell the individual pieces of moss and like how painful it would be as opposed to just like it was a dark time it was dark (laughs) it was dim but not black at the bottom great perfect yeah I know we've said previously that we would want new moon from Edward's perspective but right I actually really I never said that I don't want that I want oh I said it multiple times I said it I said it a lot I was like New Moon is the one that I want to hear from his perspective because guess what? Okay. He's not there. But the now thing. we know from right. Midnight Sun. Now we know. Like yeah, I, know. I thought theoretically this would be the most interesting from Edward's right. perspective because no. as you said, they are not in the same place. So it has to be new information. Mm-hmm. But turns out based on Midnight Sun, he was just sitting in one room right. the, the whole time. time. <laughs> well, he was thinking tracking. about Bella. He was tracking, he, he but may as have we well know, been. we know that like what the tracking scene looks like is he like decides to go someplace and calls Alice and is like, do I get him there? And she's like, nope, keep nope. trying. <laughs> <laughs> right. But we also know that he has not had any like change of heart or like mind at no, all. Not, he has not developed. Whatsoever. I mean, he does hint later that he was like, I was so close to like just going back to you. So like that. I think I would like to see just oh. like his going the back and forth. Yeah. I'm I being would like, love okay. It, it I would be uninterrupted yearning though. Like this chapter is good because it's like yearning interrupted by high suspense and action. Right. Right. But Stephanie could throw something just... in there. <laughs> Maybe. He could get up to some was, hijinks. I was so excited to see like more of the Denali coven. And that was like one weird yeah. scene. Yeah, it was like one little Got bit. Got nothing new out of it. So. And that was that. Yeah, anyway, I don't need to move from Edward's perspective. <laughs> I would like it, but I know we're never going to get it. I don't think I would like it in the sense that I would be like, this is good. <laughs> I would like it in the sense the same way this I like Twilight. all of these like parts of it right. I think are amazing right, and other right. parts I think are not one chapter all. would be worth the whole book being terrible because <laughs> I would reread that one chapter the one for chapter. a decade yeah exactly exactly um and that's like truly where we leave right they're like in the cave yep, area yep. and they're that's waiting it. they're 
Bella before this chapter is like truly so unaware of the stakes. I really love, we skipped over the part where she was like, um, if I was that close to becoming a vampire, shouldn't somebody have like told me like the rules? <laughs> I love that part because that's how I would have been. I've been like, yeah. there's rules and you didn't tell me the rules. And I was about to just like do that. Now I was like, the rule, is, <laughs> the rule is don't tell anybody you're a vampire. And she's like, oh. right. But really she does not understand how high the stakes are. She's like, I can't even imagine anything scarier than Emmett. <laughs> I was like, Emmett's never been mean to you one time. Like, she's like, worst case scenario, I die. Let's get yeah, on like, with that it. Is, that is not worst case scenario, girl. You've already been tortured by a vampire. Right. You know, like, remember that? You had a moment where you're like, oh shit, he's not just gonna like kill me immediately. Guess what? Right. This is the same thing. So it could That's be funny because like literally James was scarier than Emmett. Like he <laughs> literally lived through something scarier. <laughs> and still she doesn't get it. <laughs> Oh, Bella. Well, you know, sometimes when you go through a trauma, your brain doesn't remember it. I mean, she's like, I survived Edward leaving me, so I can survive being tortured. (laughs) I couldn't imagine anything scarier than a breakup. Yeah, exactly. So, whatever. (laughs) All right, gals. I think that's it. Best Best sentence. sentence. Worst. Worst. Sentence. (laughs) Um, I have my worst sentence picked out. I don't have my oh, best go sentence right ahead. Out, go but, for it. Um, my worst sentence is a page before the chapter ends. Um, we're describing the cave. Honestly, Maya, you almost did it entirely already when you were <laughs> <laughs> playing from Edward's perspective. But it just says, long trails of ebony moisture seeped down the gray stones like they were bleeding ink. And I hate it. I almost picked that as my best no. sentence. What are long trails of ebony moisture? What is that? You know, it's just like the seeping walls of a cave and it looked like bleeding ink. It's That's such long a good sentence. trails of ebony moisture. I mean, the first half is a little <laughs> overdone, but it's so evocative. Oh my god, those long trails of ebony <laughs> moisture, they were so evocative. <laughs> okay, what if instead of ebony, it just said dark? Long trails of dark moisture is still yeah. not well, that cut great. The, cut, the whole, cut the whole adjective. Wait. The sentence, it's a bad Long sentence. trails of moisture seep down the gray stones like they were bleeding ink. I just think the bleeding ink piece of it is so good. Maya, judgment, part, no. final judgment. I was trying to stay quiet so I wouldn't have to. I, <laughs> I think ebony moisture is a bit much, but simultaneously I agree that it's extremely evocative. Thank you. Because I know exactly ebony what moisture. About. Guess what, guys? What That's evocative, about. apparently. I knew exactly what she meant. I didn't know. I literally wrote what? Have you ever been in a damp cave? I've never seen long trails of ebony moisture. Have you ever been in a damp cave? Yeah, I've been in lots of caves. I'm from Ohio. Um, That's a fun fact. Which is like where Kentucky and Indiana meet. So, you know, Ohio in there is in there too. The tri-state area. Is the most densely populated cave country in the world. So there are more caves Mm -hmm. per square unit of distance than anywhere else on the planet. Wow, what a fact. Most of my vacations were spent in caves. Oh. Mammoth Cave? Mammoth Cave, I was just about to say. I've been to Mammoth Cave a dozen times. (laughs) That's a great one. Yeah. I know of one cave where they're really worried that it might be connected to Mammoth because if it is, then Mammoth Cave owns it. So they just like don't explore too much. Tell you living That's in funny. cave country is the reason why I know the difference between stalagmites and stalactites. Stalagmites are on the ground. That's why it's got a G. Yep. Stalagmites are from the ceiling. That's why it's got a C. Kentuckiana, bitch. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that there are more barrels of bourbon in Kentucky than there are Kentuckians? Kentucky. Wow, I can't believe you remember all these things. I really want to name this episode <laughs> Kentuckiana, bitch, but I don't know if it'll get posted if we name it that. Kentuckiana, oh, Kentuckiana, which, um, but yeah, so no, I've never seen 
long, dark trails of ebony moisture. And I've okay, been well, in many caves. We're going to move on then. Um, my worst sentence is going to be two females joined them over time and the five of them make up the family, which is Alice's description of the Baltori. And I just don't oh, yeah. understand why they call them females all the time. Happens a lot. I mean, yeah. Edward calls Bella the girl for the entirety of Midnight. At Bella, least so. she was never the female. She was yeah. always the girl. But Thank Victoria, God. for a very long time, was the female. It's like they refer to themselves as animals, but I, I, I think it's only the women. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> that's mine. Um, I know that for my best, I picked one that was like kind of jokey, but I've also picked a kind of jokey one for my worst, <laughs> which is Alice saying to Bella, you are so bizarre, even for a human. Alice, between you and a human, you are the weird one. Hundred <laughs> percent. See the future and are a mythical creature. Yeah. Humans are okay, the but, normal ones. Okay, but to Alice's credit, Bell is pretty weird. I agree. <laughs> but not with the overall message. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, what Okay, I have my What's best one. Is best. Yeah, I don't have mine yet. I already I did have mine, mine earlier. Okay. Wait, what was yours? Oh, it no. was, I forget, Wait, it was, what? um, what was Sorry, that? What? He, <laughs> it was like, he said politely. Yeah, Great. like the word okay. inquired would have been really perfect there too. Ooh, he what inquired. Yeah. He inquired politely. Ooh, yeah, what am I good? Okay, um, my best sentence is, but both hands on the clock pointed up toward the pitiless sun, and though I shoved viciously against the crowd, I knew I was too late. The drama. Wow. Melissa, does, oh, I thought you, yeah. that was a no, bad No, that Another was a good one. It's hard to tell this. The drama. There's that a was so good. There's a lot of like red and blocks and oh. blue sky. It just, it yeah. really reminds me of in Twilight when she's running to the dance studio and she's mm -hmm. like, can't the run blue, through the hot the air. And the shadows. Yeah. And the, yeah. Mm, she just, she, Stephanie gets it. <laughs> running towards <laughs> death running towards both love and death she's very good both at of it. them yes very good at it why she titled twilight 2 love and death life oh, and yeah death. life and death oh, oh, right. yeah. i was <laughs> completely wrong maybe i'll cut this out so no listener will ever know i've ever been wrong about anything <laughs> you would understand that completely um. we're gonna go back and listen to the episodes that <laughs> melissa edited and they're gonna be like 15 minutes long uh she like each one she cuts herself out entirely except for her funniest <laughs> joke <laughs> did, the first time you guys got me to edit an episode i was like i could just take myself out of this whole thing oh my god <laughs> melissa you're an integral part of this experience yeah, yeah yeah i was just like i could truly though like make this absolutely nothing i have so much power right now <laughs> That's why I made that joke, because I remembered you threatening to take yourself out of the episode. <laughs> you were like, yeah. no, if I don't sound good, I'm not going to be in it. <laughs> Our Are you deep insecurities? Maybe me and my voice is how Bella is with her and her relationship with Edward. Oh, oh wow, I should talk about that with my therapist. <laughs> okay, <Anyway>. so <laughs> I think that's Do it. you have a best sentence? Melissa never did a best sentence. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't done a best sentence. Um, I mean, a whole chapter. I, I, I know, I read this chapter, like, through, like, five times without actually intaking much of anything, but, like, <laughs> at the same time, seeping it into my bones, you know? That's how you know a book is really good, when you're editing, and you're like, fuck, I haven't been editing for, like, I didn't pay attention, it. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, oh, he said, I just got to the he said politely thing. Oh, my God so good okay yeah i mean just like the whole section where she's running to him and calling his name she says edward i tried to gasp but like just uh, i i i just i can't i can't it's all it's all so good excellent choice thank okay. you <laughs> i think well, that's it that's what we got so um, for next week oh yeah um, remember when we used to tell them what we were gonna read the next week <laughs> yeah i'm bringing it back <laughs> I feel like I think that we should just read chapter 21 verdict because it's a little longer oh. and also like this is this is it 
Yeah, this is pivotal. We, there's a lot of yearning. We can't just gloss over like, oh, they're in the air. You know, we right. got to get into the feelings. Guess what? They saw the Volturi. They made it out alive. <laughs> yeah, if you care how it happens, even though Melissa spoiled the whole thing. Um, email us they with questions or alive. complaints at twilightfacepodcast.gmail.com. If you'd like to support this podcast where we spoil things, check out patreon.com slash twilightfacepodcast. Special shout out to our patrons, Jillian, Melina, Bridget, Eric, and Samantha. You can all follow us at twilight underscore phase on Twitter and Instagram and Twilight Face Podcast on Tumblr. Disclaimer, we own nothing. Twilight Universe and all characters belong only to Stephanie Meyer. Please don't sue us. Audio editing by Maya Marlette. Cover image by Laura Shermer. Our theme music is written and performed by Adrian Mori. We'll be back next week. And if you don't like it, you can bite me. Yeah. <laughs> Melissa always makes that same noise after every time. <laughs> I don't, okay, thank you guys. We love you.